welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary for Saturday the 29th of July 2017. Well, in a complete surprise this week, I've actually had two writing days. I think I only anticipated one when I spoke to you last week. And so on Sunday, I wrote uh, 5,000 words. And also I've written today, and I'm recording this on Thursday, another 5,000 words. So already, and this seems remarkable, actually, one fatal error is up to 25,000 words, which, if I stick to my target, is halfway through the book. It's going well so far. Uh, you won't believe this. You want to clip me around the ear when I tell you this. But when I was writing today, I was thinking, mm, I hope this is going to be okay. I'm not quite sure how we're going to get to the 50,000 word mark. But um, I've basically just brought it all up to this lovely crescendo now. And then all the action uh, will play out. I've done all the weaving and the, the plotting and things and the making everybody a suspect, all that kind of stuff. Really, really happy with the location that I've chosen for this book. I had this book planned ages ago, but just couldn't settle on a location. Originally, basically the, the main, not the main character, one of the protagonists is a Richard Branson kind of figure. And I didn't want the book to be silly about, you know, about it's about rich people, but I didn't want it to be a silly book about rich people, um, you know, caricatured in any way. And so on the one hand, I was thinking, oh, it needs to be like a, a Necker Island. Um, and then I thought, no, that's that's too much like Richard Branson. I don't want it to just, I don't want people to think it's Richard Branson when I, when I write it and then when they read it. And then I was thinking, could we have a gated community? But then I thought, no, a gated community is not what I need. I need somewhere that's really shut off. So in, in terms of the feel of the thriller, it needs to be like Agatha Christie's and then there were none. So they're all locked on an island. And, and what I found is these wonderful forts um, that are off the Solent in the UK and they're absolutely amazing places. And it's absolutely brilliant for a venue, absolutely perfect. And I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner, um, but they're, they're superb. So I'm very happy with my location um, for this book. It's working very well for me. It's exactly what I wanted. So I am pleased that I hung on until I found the the perfect location because it does make the book work really well. They've just they've got to be cut off, and it's really hard these days to be cut off. Um, but they are here, so uh, book's going well. Twenty five thousand words. Uh, I basically I can't remember where the Sunday came from. I can't remember why I, I shuffled round now. It feels like a long time ago, even though it's only a few days ago. But but I basically saw an opportunity to do some writing, and and I took it. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. Now my wife was given a a shift at the library. And, and so she went to work uh, on Sunday and the kids, as teenage kids tend to do, they don't really get up very early. So when my wife went to work, I just wrote and I got a day of writing in. And this is how I tend to work over summer because things are a little bit more erratic and uneven. It's a lot harder to, to find the writing time when I can, I do. And um, and so it feels good to be at, at 25,000 words. I'm going to get to 30,000 next week. And then I got a couple of holiday trips and weekend trips organized. So I'm not going to get writing done probably for about two weeks, which is why I'm so keen to get as many words done as I possibly can before that break uh, comes up. So that's my direct writing news this week. Um, the other thing that I did over last weekend is I finished off my MailChimp unboxed book. Now, um, if you listen to these diaries weekly, you'll know that I was, I got a little bit of a downer on my cover. And 
Um, I'm actually warm to it now. I, I'm sl- it's fine. <laughs> it's actually fine. And I've got a proof copy of the paperback now and it, it looks fine. So I'm going to stick with it because it, it does look branded alongside the, the WordPress book, but it's for sale now. Um, and actually without me doing anything, the MailChimp book is, is selling on Kindle already. It's sold, you know, a couple of copies this week. It's done all right this week. And, um, I've got the paperback too. Now, the way I did the paperback is I put it on Create Space and then I made it live when I was happy with the, the proof. And so it is for sale, but I haven't linked it. So it's, it's not that easy to find it at the moment. Um, but there's, there's, there's a problem with the paperback. It's not quite right yet. Um, I don't know. I've, I'm querying it with Create Space. The, the formatting is wrong. And I, I went through the files, a bit of a nuisance. This I went through the files. I looked at the WordPress one and all the margins are right. You know, all the, all the bits and pieces are right with it, but it, it's not printed correctly. So I have got a little bit of a problem with this. <laughs> I have to admit, I think, I think I sold a copy of it. I think this week I thought, Oh, don't, don't buy it yet. It's not ready to go yet. I mean, it's okay. You know what I mean, no one, I don't think anybody's going to take it back. I think you just look at it and think it's quite a lot of white space around the text, but, um, you know, it all reads right. You could read it and everything. But it's not really how I want it to look. So I've got to fix that and I'll probably get to that hopefully, um, this weekend. And I have to tell you that, um, if you receive payments from Amazon, if you're in that very happy position to be having income from Amazon, I, I'm, I, this is my, this is my, my bumper. He says, um, with air quotes, my bumper payment this month. Um, so it's nice to see all those bank payments accruing as ever. The big payments are in. Uh, well, the biggest one is in dollars, US dollars. And, um, there's a nice little one coming in pounds. And then I seem to have sold in, in loads of territories, uh, in my, in my big month, which was, was it June or May? Whichever my, uh, it must have been May, mustn't it? So it was a good month and that money's coming in when, when am Amazon going to pay? Well, any day now, isn't it? It might be in tomorrow. It depends how they pay. So that's quite exciting. And that, that's the month that paid for the trip to, well, it more than paid for the, the trip to, um, Alicante. So that's very, it's very pleasing from a, from an author point of view to say, look, I've been able to earn this amount of money from my books. And I know that there will be people listening to this who haven't written their first book yet or are currently writing their book who think, you know, I, I, I dream of making any income from a book, but I think we always move the notches up. So if you're earning $50 a month, you always want to earn a hundred. And when you earn a hundred, you want 500. We, we always, are moving up at the, I guess the, the levels. Um, so I, I pretty well have earned money from my books from day one, to be, to be honest with you. Um, I think, you know, I feel like I've been earning at least a hundred quid a month f- for a long time. But my problem is, is in getting that higher. It needs to be higher. And, um, at this month, it was considerably higher. And, um, this last month that we've just had, July is going to be higher than the hundreds, but not as high as the, the, was it the thousand, whatever it was, dollars that we made in the good month? So I just, I need to be pushing stuff. I tell you what I have noticed though. Um, again, if you listen to this diary regularly, you'll hear all the, the changes and the ideas and the things that I try. You'll know that that month was really strong and that a lot of that income came from page reads. So I tried a new strategy, which was to stop my books being wide and to put them in KDP select and to see if that was the factor that was encouraging the page reads. I got to tell you, I mean, my page reads are up. I'm getting considerably more page reads than I've ever had, but, but without all the promotion, I, 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 without all the things in place 
to shift the copies. Frankly, it's been unexciting. And when those books come out of KDP Select, I think I'm probably going to put most of them wide again. I'm, I'm feeling the frustration of being in KDP Select because I want to do other things promotional things. And I also feel that when I run a promotion, I really want it to be available on all the outlets, even though I make much much less money from the other outlets. I think probably philosophically, I want to go wide. I think that's probably philosophically where I am with this. So I've got all the dates written down for when things come out of KDP Select. And I think I'm probably going to be going wide again. I think that's probably where I'm going with this. So, um, Everything changed around last weekend. My, my wife did a day's work. I think the the proofread of the book took less time than I thought it was going to. And, um, oh, I know, we were going to go out on Friday, I think, for a family down. I think it poured with rain. I think absolutely chucked it down. So I think I, I ended up getting a day when I hadn't expected one. So I can't remember why I started work on it, but I, I've had an author site at paulteague.net for a while. And this was just a spare domain name that I got. And I, I built as a favor, um, to a, 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 an author I know, uh, Adam Nichols, who's been on this podcast. I knocked him up a website, um, a couple of months ago. I quite liked what I'd done for him. It was like very, very, you know, quick and cheap and, and, and everything like that. I did it in about an hour or so. I thought that looks all right, that. So I had this spare domain name. I thought I cloned Adam's. I put my book covers on it. And again, within another hour, I had another site. And, um, I've been looking at that site thinking, did you, I need something a bit better than that. Um, and I've got the tools to do it. So I did it. So with this extra day that I had on Friday, I, I've done all sorts of wonderful marketing things. So if you go and have a look at paulteague.net now, um, I'm really pleased with it actually. It's, uh, it's my, it's a proper author site now. So I have a, a website for the secret bunker. It's a static site, really. It just it, mainly it happens behind the scenes. So if you read the secret bunker, I have all sorts of, um, you know, content or the hidden content that you can't see if you go in the front that tells you the story of the bunker and it gives you lots of um it has lots of things that give away the plot and so you need to be a reader and it's the same with the grid so i have it's mainly about hidden content but they're what i call a static website i don't add stuff to it they just sit there and they promote the book and they've got covers and buying links and things like that uh, but the real magic of those sites is behind the scenes if you're a reader of the book and you get this unseen content so what I really needed was a, an author site a place where you could access everything I do as a writer that's my sci-fi books my non-fiction books and my thrillers so I've done that at paulteague.net now and I've done that using a combination of Thrive themes which I really love for making websites and I've also used um Optimized Press, which is a plugin I've used for very many years now. I, I, I mean, many, many years I've used Optimized Press. Now, um, neither of those plugins and tools is, is for, uh, for, for you if you're a beginner. You, you kind of really need to know your way around WordPress and what you're doing. Um, but it, I'm really pleased with the site. It's just what I want, really. It's just a simple site, nothing fancy. It, it allows me to show all the books that I've got for sale and to add to those books. Um, you, you know, as, as I develop my career, so it's scalable now. Nothing fancy about it at all. Just a basic, um, author website, but I'm very happy with the look of it. And I'm very happy with my ability to grow that site as I add new books to it or, you know, take books off. So, um, that's paulteague.net. Just a, a, a message as well. Um, previously I've said to you that I use, uh, Booklinker for my books. Now, Booklinker is a geo linker. And basically what you do is you put your, your Amazon link in, say, for the UK, if that's where you live. And then if somebody clicks on the, the special link that Booklinker creates for you, it 
recognizes the book, but it takes the person who's clicked onto the Amazon page that is for their country. So if you're in Spain, you get the Spanish Amazon and you can buy your books through the Spanish Amazon. If you're on in the USA, you get taken to Amazon.com and so on. Now, there's a problem with Booklinker at the moment. And again, this is this is minor geeky, but you need to know this. If you've got a website, you need to know this. There's a move now. Google wants you to have what's called HTTPS on your website. Now, HTTPS is what you get when you go to the bank, when it puts that little padlock on. These are secure connections. And Google now is is proactively ranking sites that have HTTPS. They're moving them that slight fraction up in the search engine. So this is a good thing. And I, I've said for a long time, I think HTTPS, well, it is now with Google triggering it, but I've been telling businesses for a long time, this is going to be a standard. Do it. You know, don't hang around. Just do it now. Um, now, Booklinker, um, it's it's interesting because a lot of businesses uh, recognize this. It's going to happen. You need to do it. Get on with it. And a lot of businesses are on top of this now, which I, I'm really pleased to see. But Booklinker haven't done it yet, which means that if I use a Booklinker link on my website and you click on that link, you get one of these um, Google messages saying this website content is insecure. You know, only go on if you know what you're doing. Now, you know, if I'm selling books to people, I'd not want my readers faced with some insecure link site. So, you know, I'm sorry, Booklinker, it's a great product, but you've moved too slow. You need to get HTTPS on those links because frankly, you know, you're falling behind if you're not doing that. So th- this is why, this is how businesses die, incidentally, because if you don't move with the times, you don't keep up with this stuff, you very quickly get out of date. So what that's done now, because it's giving my customers a bad experience, is it's 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 forced me into finding the alternative. And the alternative is to use the the system that's provided by draft to digital which is books to read so i'm now using books to read because it has https it's compliant with what google wants but also it gives my buyers an excellent experience so again this might be a little bit geeky for you but you need to know this if you've got your own website it needs to be https it needs to bring one of those little padlocks on now again if you haven't built your website yet let me recommend that you use siteground hosting you use it with wordpress so that you own the website and siteground will give you https for free now i've done this both ways because i've had softwares and things before so i've i've had to do it the complicated way where you buy a certificate you upload a certificate to the server and do all this horrible geeky stuff right don't do it that way do not do it that way it's a faff and a hassle and it will explode your brain what you need to do is get a site like SiteGround, and frankly, SiteGround is is my favourite hosting place at the moment. SiteGround give you it for free. All you got to do is just click a little button, tell it to enable HTTPS, and you are done. If you look at any of my sites, you'll see they've all got HTTPS. All my sites have got it now, and that was all done in SiteGround. Then it took me about five minutes to enable a lot. So that's my top tip to you if you are working on websites. Okay, so. Um, What's happened this week elsewhere? Um, I, I've made another. <laughs> you're very brave if you do listen to this uh, podcast diary because it, it really is my kind of it's unfettered access to the vagaries of my planning and my brain. So you'll hear me blow hot and cold about things. You know, you'll hear me say this is fantastic and then change my mind about it. You you kind of get all of it. And um, I don't really edit it, you know, unless I say something really stupid. I, I, I don't edit it. So you are really getting stream of consciousness stuff here. And um, I, I had this realisation during the week. When, you, when you're when you an author, if you publish a book in the 1950s, say, um, and that book's, I don't know, maybe it's about World War II aeroplanes or something like that, 
about the engines in World War II aeroplanes. Just because that book goes out of date, you don't throw all the old books in the bin. It, it remains out of print or second-hand copies do the rounds. And what I've done with my non-fiction books is, as I've thought, all oh, that's a bit dated now, that stuff. It wants refreshing. I've unpublished them. I've taken them off sale. And I, I just, I can't remember what made me think this during the week. Something just made me think it. And I thought, you know, I, I shouldn't do that because these are books I've written. If I were doing these traditionally, I wouldn't unpublish those books just because they're out of date. Now, it's up to me whether I keep them refreshed or not. And, and I don't want to. But I thought, you no, know, no, that's part of my body of work as an author. And although I'm not maintaining them anymore, I really ought to leave them in print because I, I want people to see my body of work. Now, the reason this has become a problem is that when I'm writing on websites and saying, you know, I'm porting, I'm the author of so many nonfiction books. Well, actually, I'm the author of um, seven nonfiction books. But if I unpublish those books, I could really only say, well, I'm the author of three nonfiction books. And, and actually, it doesn't look as impressive because I've got I've ratcheted up quite a lot of books now, if you count my nonfiction. And I just I, something just made me think, you know, I'm going to publish all of those books, but I will make it very clear. You can see anyway from the first published date, but I'm going to make it very clear if that book is updated or not. So on all my non-fictions, it says, uh, you know, updated for 2016. And the, the ones I'm refreshing at the moment say newly updated for 2017. So um, that's just a little policy decision on my part that all my, I'm not going to unpublish any of my books m anymore. They get to stay published continually. So it goes on my portfolio as an author. Um, I'm just going to make it clear with the non-fictions. This is not, it really only applies to non-fiction because I wouldn't do it ever with fiction. Um, I'm just going to make it clear where they were last updated. Now, if you look at, for instance, the For Dummies books, that's what they do. When you buy a For Dummies book, if you go, if you look for For Dummies for Facebook, you've got to wade through all the previous editions, um, you know, from years back to find the latest edition. And that's what they do. Now, For Dummies wouldn't unpublish their book. So why should I? So th that was just a little realization um, for me because I'm a nonfiction author. But, you know, frankly, the ridiculous thing is, is although I'm writing more books, as I'm unpublishing non-fiction books, my tally is going down or staying the same. And I just thought, you know, hang on, when I'm doing talks and things, I want to be able to say to people, I am the non-fiction author of seven books. I've written six sci-fis. I've written whatever it is, five, six thrillers. You know, so I am the author of, it's going to be 20 books fairly soon because that's much more impressive. So I, I'm going to start claiming that number and that's going to be a, a policy change, frankly. Uh, I started to exercise again. I put this on my quarter, where are we now? Quarter three, my my targets board for July to September. And I said to you that I had been exercising a while back and then I, I'd let it lapse and I was really annoyed with myself. And um, I've exercised three times this week. So you know that I, I work in a kind of a day job, an office job, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And the family, um, we're not all fighting, you know, for the shower and to get porridge in the microwave and all that stuff in the mornings at the moment. So pretty well, I'm, I'm the one who's up uh, on those days. So I have now exercised. I'm going to continue this throughout the summer. Um, I've now exercised Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three days this week. And it's pretty easy for me to get another day in at the weekend. So I'm going to try and get this. And it actually, it came straight back to me when I was exercising. Oh, I love this. You know, I got, I got a podcast. It means I can listen to the podcast audios. I can get through podcast audio when I exercise. I really enjoy the feeling of the exercising. You know, there's just nothing bad about it. And I just lost the habit. So I'm going to be exercising for the next six weeks 
um, and I'm probably going to exercise. It just works really well, at least doing those three days when I'm at work, because I'm in a routine then. I know nothing's going to disrupt it. Nothing changes. I have to be in at work at a certain time. It all works beautifully for me. And then I'll probably get, uh, it's easy for me to fit another one over the weekend. So I'll probably be doing three or four a week, probably with one exception where we go away and I, I just slightly change my routine for a week. But I'm hoping then that when, well, I've only got one child going back to school in September now because I, I've got two left school now. So hopefully I'll be back in that routine and then I can fit that in when we're all back at work and, you know, doing all the things that we need to do. But I, I feel really, really pleased. It's the right thing to do to be exercising again. And, you know, I just, you, you know, when you're in the right place and doing the right thing. And that just felt really good to me doing that. Um, I've got a little extra project this weekend. So I've, I've, I've written, um, my 10,000, nearly 11,000 words over the past week. I got another little project this weekend that I'm, I'm having a crack at. Um, Craig Martell, who is one of the gentlemen who's connected with the 20 books to 50k project. Um, he put a, a post on Facebook a little while ago that they're producing an anthology of, of sort of sci-fi fiction. And, um, I, I really love this policy. They, they kind of team up really big established authors with new authors. So he's, I think he's looking for about five new authors effectively to pitch a, uh, a, an 8,000, 6,000 to 8,000 word short story to go into this anthology. And there are certain rules that apply, by the way. You, you've got to write, um, stories that are about space, colonization, that sort of thing. And when I read it, I thought, oh, no, that's not me. And then I thought, hang on, that's what my secret bunker trilogy is about. The whole story is about terraforming. It's about uh, colonization. It's about alien invasion. It's, it hits all the right points for it. So um, I thought, all right, that's good. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to have a pitch at this. And so on Saturday, I got to write 500 words. and They've all got to be formatted correctly, but I'm going to send Craig 500 words of a story that I've planned. I've been planning it when I've been lying awake in bed in the morning. Um, I've got my story now. And quite exciting for me is this story is in the Secret Bunker universe. So it's actually a story that run para, it's going to run parallel to the events in the secret bunker trilogy where the terraforming happens in the secret bunker trilogy. Um, and it's going to be set in space. Um, and, and I've got all the bits ready for it. And, um, and I'm, and I'm really keen to write a sort of space, sort of military, um, space opera kind of story. And so this 8,000 word story is in the secret bunker universe, which makes perfect sense because if I do manage to get into this box set, it makes perfect sense then to say, if you want to read more about this universe, read the secret bunker trilogy. In actual fact, the grid was written so that it could also link with the secret bunker trilogy. So that I, I basically, I've got them planned already, but I, I don't know when I'm going to write them. I have three books that will bring, I'll have three trilogies. Uh, and the, the last three books will link the grid and the secret bunker trilogy. There's all sorts of little light motifs. What do they call them? Easter eggs, they call them. There's all sorts of Easter eggs in the grid that knit the stories together. And I've got that planned out, but I just, I'm not writing it yet because I'm, I'm busy doing the thrillers. So when I, when I review everything at the end of March, when I've hit all the points that I want to, this three, you know, I'll probably write these three books that, that link the grid and the secret bunker, but that's not happening yet. That's the stuff. When I tell you I'm reviewing everything in March 2018, that's the sort of thing that will come in uh, then when I've I've hit the numbers of books I need for non-fiction, fiction, fiction um, thrillers and, and sci-fi. So there is there is this great pincer movement of a plan going on here. We'll get there eventually. The problem with books is they take so darn long to write. So this all is like it's like an invasion in slow motion uh, because there's only so fast I can write and so fast I can do this. But anyhow, I'm going to be writing 500 words this weekend. I'm going to say, send it off to Craig. Fingers crossed, you know, 
see whether I get picked or not. If I get picked, I know what the story is. I'm going to have to then prioritize writing that story in between thrillers. But I, I know the story. I know what it is. I know what all the dramatic tension is. It's all in my head. Um, but I got to write the first 500 words at the weekend and get it off because I think the deadline day is, I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday next week. And I, so I've run it quite close up to the wire with that one. Um, I just wanted to mention a site that Robert Scott Norton has shared with me. Robert is one of the previous guests of this podcast. And Robert was hearing me say how disappointed I'd felt with my MailChimp Unboxed cover. And uh, Robert sent me a, um, a link to, I think it's Robert's book, book cover creator. Um, and it was, it's really good. Uh, and it's cheap as well. They've got an offer on at the moment. I think it's 25 dollars per cover and the covers are really nice so um put this in your armory uh it's gone into my armory uh it's goon as in goonies g-o-o-n goonwrite.com and i'll put that on the resources page for you this week um i, I was kind of feeling proud and then i read about another uk podcaster who who um had posted on linkedin and said oh uh, oh you know this podcast gets thirty thousand downloads a month and I had been feeling proud about the downloads that I just achieved and then I thought I don't know whether to share this information or not now it's fairly depressing now but we did kind of have you know in, in, in a smaller way we had a success or a milestone with this podcast in that I hit um, 20,000 podcast downloads I think it was last Saturday we exceeded 20,000 podcast downloads so if you think um, there's a, a gentleman I listen to for my podcast information he's called Dave Jackson and he calls himself, is he the podcast? What is it? Oh, crikey. I listen to it every week and I can't remember the name of it now. The podcast, School of Podcasting. That's what it is. Dave Jackson's School of Podcasting. He's my go-to guy for podcasting. And he's great. He's funny. He's entertaining. So if you're thinking of starting a podcast, that's my recommended place to go. Dave's great. Uh, well, I was telling you about Dave. Crikey, my mind's all over the place tonight. So I was telling you about Dave. I was telling you about podcasts. Oh, yes. And what Dave says, he's a former teacher as I am. And what Dave Jackson says is, you know, don't get hung up about the numbers. It's about the community of the number of people that you're reaching out to, which I absolutely agree with. And he says he sees, he views his download numbers as a classroom. And he says, when I was a teacher, my classrooms had 20 pupils in them. So if you, if you count my 20,000 podcast downloads as, 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 classrooms full of 20 people that's a lot of classrooms that have hopefully you know benefited from the the wise words or otherwise that we share on this podcast so um, you know I think you have to look for the silver lining in the cloud I I would dearly dearly love to have 30,000 podcast downloads a month we're not quite there yet but in my small way we hit a nice little milestone which was 20,000 podcast downloads and I want to thank you if you're listening and you've been you know you've either you've just joined us you've been listening for ages I really appreciate that you're there and if you're one of those or many of those 20,000 podcast downloads thank you very much and with that in mind I also want to thank a, a couple of podcast listeners who tweeted me um photographs this week of where they were listening to the podcast um and, and i don't know whether this is good news or bad news um but uh, i got a tweet from edwin downward who's in canada and i can't tell you how exciting that is for me to be in you know in cumbria in carlisle cumbria in the uk to have somebody in canada listening to you know to me in the car that is just so exciting 
you know, how, how exciting would that have been even 10 years ago? It's absolutely remarkable. So uh, Edwin, thank you for taking the photograph. Thank you very much. And I'm looking at your photograph as far as I can see. I think you're doing what I do in my car. I've I've actually got an old car. You've got a radio and a CD player there, which is what I've got in my car. And it looks to me like you've got a Bluetooth speaker there that you connect to your phone, which is how I listen to podcasts in the car as well. But that's that's a great way to listen to podcasts. Get a Bluetooth speaker. If you're really cool and you've got a modern car, you'll have it already. But if you drive old bangers like I do, um, you, you have to get, I've got a little one that I sit on the parcel shelf, but it works brilliant for listening to podcasts. So Edwin, thank you very much for sending me a picture of your drive. And also to Ian Sutherland, who's been on the show, he's been a guest. He's also been on the podcast talking about his fantastic Twitter service that he offers. But Ian um, was on the M25 when he took a photo and it's a picture of him in this tailback of traffic and he says he was traveling at zero miles per hour. Now, Ian, I know because we've chatted before. Um, Ian, I know, worked up in this part of the world, around the Penrith area. And Ian will know that one of the great blessings of living in Cumbria, it's very, very rural, is that you don't really tend to get caught in traffic jams, not unless there's an accident or something like that. You know, we have wonderful driving in this area. It's extremely picturesque and we don't tend to get caught in traffic jams. So you have my greatest sympathy, Ian for being in that jam. But again, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. So what I would say to you is I've put those photographs, by the way, they're on the resources page for this week. And if you care to do that right now, if you're listening on your phone, grab your phone, take a picture of wherever you are, walking, doing the dishes, whatever it is you're doing, you know, however mundane, just let me know what you're doing when you're listening to this podcast, because I can't tell you how exciting it is to just see where you're listening and what you're doing when you're listening to the podcast it, you know it really is it's wonderful to see it and, and thank you for doing that if you've already taken the trouble to take a photo just tweet it to me on twitter i'm at paul teague uk by the way on twitter okay last thing to tell you this week is that i've pushed myself a little bit out of my comfort zone um and that is that um if you if you're into wordpress which i am of course i've written a book on wordpress i just happened to see in my wordpress console this week that they're running a word camp in Manchester in, I think it's in October. Uh, and I was looking at somebody who I know. He was up at word camp in Edinburgh. I was thinking, oh, I wish I'd known about that. I'd like to have gone to a, a word camp event in the north. And then what should pop up in my console that there's one in Manchester? And I had a look at it and thought, right, I'm going to go to that. If that's that date is convenient, I'm going to that. And I saw that the date is is a good date, but they're looking for speakers. They want speakers for beginners, intermediates and advanced. Now, I'm not doing advanced with WordPress uh, because you're kind of into coder, really geeky level. But I, I, beginners and intermediate, I'm fine with. And I've been using it since 2008, 2009. So I, I ought to know it pretty well by now. And, and, and I must have built, you know, hundreds. It must be hundreds of times I've installed WordPress. So I know it pretty well by now. So I, I've pitched to do a talking gig at WordCamp in Manchester. Um because I thought, you know, I've written a WordPress book, for goodness sake. It gets fantastic reviews. I wish, wish my fiction got the, the great reviews that my nonfiction does, uh, you know, as consistently. Um, and I just thought, well, I, that's how I should be flogging my book. You know, if I do WordCamps and do a talk there and then flog the book and then build a WordPress audience, that makes perfect sense. It makes all the sense in the world, as well as selling it at my training sessions. Incidentally, I've been booked in for four WordPress corporate training session. So you can bet your life I'm flogging my WordPress book there as well. So it just made perfect sense to me, but I've, I've never been to a WordCamp and I've certainly never spoken at one. So that's a little bit of the pushing outside the comfort zone um, example, but um, I'm quite excited about that. I haven't been accepted yet. They might not want me, but if I get accepted on that, I'll let you know. I think it's October 20th, something like that in Manchester. 
That is it for this week's podcast diary. We're over the half hour mark. I do apologise for that. Uh, but there always seems to be plenty of news. It always feels like not much is happening. But when I tell you about it on these diaries, I think, oh, that's been another busy week. So on Monday, my guest is going to be Meg Cowley. Now, Meg was one of my first guests on this podcast and she came in podcast episode three. So that's over a year ago now. And when I spoke to Meg, she was just experiencing tremendous success. Do you remember the adult coloring books that we had? And they they were all over the place, weren't they? And Meg is an artist and Meg started doing these adult coloring books. And for the first time in her indie author career, she was earning good money. It was really, really exciting for her when we spoke for episode three. And then, as you may have observed, with the coloring books, um, people stopped buying them. They were like the loom bang craze. Do you remember that? It was a craze. It came and went. All, all, all of a sudden it just went and, and having been the, the thing of the moment that everybody was doing. And Meg then had to pivot because her income had gone and she'd also given up her job, her day job and said, this is what I'm doing permanently. So, so Meg's story is fascinating because she's just had to pivot her career. She's just had to change everything. She thought it was going. She thought she was flying and then it, it stopped. Can you imagine if the tap suddenly turns off when you think that you're earning enough money? And that happened to Meg. Now, it's just a, a really interesting story. Meg's re- very, very honest about it, about the income, you know, about about what she went through when that happens. And we're not there to kind of, you know, as I said to Meg in the interview, I'm not there to pick at the scabs, but I, I'm there to learn from it. Um, and, and Meg has just done a superb job. She's turned it round. Um, you know, she's she's gone back to the fiction writing that she started with she's a lady with some great plans and the sales are coming in again now and I just think you know we we really need to understand this stuff because in business a lot of the stuff that we do either starts to go and then falters or, or it just fails and you've got to have a lot of resilience in business you know you have to have this ability to to crash and burn lick lick your wounds pick yourself up and go back at it again and try something different and hopefully you hear so many people who've done that in this podcast. But I, I really want you to listen to Meg on Monday because it's a very powerful story. You know, Meg tells it in a brilliant way. She's so honest about it. And, um, you know, I just think it's essential listening for all um, self-published authors who are either aspiring to get published or who are just beginning to make those sales. And and to a certain extent, it's what's just happened to me. You know, I had a great month. Uh, you think you're flying and, all, and and then the sales are back to where they were. It ebbs and flows. You know, unless you're very lucky, it tends not to come uh, in the form of millions at once. You know, it tends to ebb and flow and build in tears. So um, it is a painful but extremely enlightening interview. And it's coming up in episode number 74 of the Self-Publishing Journeys podcast. And that's running on Monday, the 31st of July. 2017. By the time we speak next Saturday, I should have another 5,000 words written of my book. So we should be up to 30,000 words by the time we speak next week. In the meantime, I will have another diary update for you next Saturday. Have a fabulous week of writing. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.